You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. It's episode 12. I'm John, I'm host tonight, and I am joined by John. How are you doing? Evening, John. Oh, sorry, morning, afternoon, whatever, whenever people listen. Yes. Uh, I was thinking earlier that it's like the, the, the two Rory's said again, but I'll probably end up forgetting what the, the whole saying is, which is pretty shocking, but uh, we'll see what happens at the end. So, uh, plenty to talk about tonight, so we'll get fired in right away to the charity bet news. First goal scorer, you came up with a good choice, McCord, or Broth, he did score, but however, not first. Um, so it's still one to kind of keep an eye on when it gets back to doing the charity bets because there'll be a break this week because of the international fixtures and really the Iron Brew Cup that's going to... Yeah, that's right. I don't think there's any league fixtures. That's two weeks in a row that we've both had... We've picked the right scorer, but they've just not scored first I, in the game. I know, I know. So at least we are kind of close, uh, close for that. The other bet, possibly our worst thing we've had this season. Um, it looked pretty good. Wraith um, Rovers, who were flying, they get they lost 2-0 to Albion Rovers. We had Stolen Albion again, they're flying, to all with Elgin, and we had Peter Head again, who were doing pretty well, and it was pretty poor. Um, on the subject of Elgin, just wanted to, we'll, we'll, we'll probably, we're going to come on to anyway when it comes on to the Premiership review, but Jim Weir, he's gone from, he's left the Elgin job to join Forfar, and he's like the first manager to manage all four Angus clubs. Because he's managed Montrose, like in an Arbor scene earlier. He's obviously yeah, replaced good. Gary Boland, who left Forfar. Yeah, no, good luck to Jim Weir, sir. A tough job given Forfar's start to the season, but yeah, a good opportunity for him. Um, there was a match in the Champions League last week. Uh, Celtic went to Anderlecht. Celtic fans were pretty confident getting us out. And, but I, probably away in Europe in the Champions League. Yeah, definitely. It was a, it was a brilliant performance. Um, shame Chris isn't here to to speak more glowingly about it, um, but unfortunately he's not well. Um, but yeah, they, uh, from what I heard, I mean, I didn't see the first half hour, but um, from what I heard, it took them a while to get going, but then once they got going, it was hard to stop them. Um, good Bob Ryan Chum to play in Tierney, for the, and then it's a great cross to the back post for Griffiths. Um, got a bit of luck for the second goal, and it's poor defend by Andalek, but some good pressing by Celtic to force error, and then Roberts gets a lucky deflection with shot. And then they soaked it up and got the killer third weight on to put the gloss in the victory. Yes, aye. Um, po- I think it's possibly the best result that Scottish teams had in the Champions League away from home. Yeah, I think um, I think Chris tweeted some. It's um, it's the sixth overall by a Scottish team away from home in the Champions League. Um, that's second for Celtic and Rangers have four, and it's the joint away uh, joint best away win because Rangers had a three one in the on. I saw someone actually retweeted it. Um, that was 10 years ago today. And Rangers beat Leo 3-0. 10 years ago today. Yeah. Um, which was also the same week that Celtic beat AC Milan and Aberdeen during Nipro, which was a good week for Scottish football in Europe. Yeah. Um, so that I would say it probably put, it should put Celtic in a favourable position because you would expect them to do their double. However, Anderlecht did have chances at times whereby could have done better. They might have a new ma- I'd imagine have a new manager by then, which will maybe give them a lift. Well, yeah, minimum in the league. But then the other teams in that group, PSG and Bayern, the PSG beat Bayern 3-0 and that led to Carlo Ancelotti being sacked. So Bayern Munich in a wee bit of disarray. Um, still would expect them to be fine when they play Celtic, but 
you never know. Maybe we've got uncertainty. Might mean that Celtic can pick up some. Yeah, Celtic might. Um, I mean, <laughs> must be. Um, thinking the locks in. With in fact, I sat their manager before that last one, and now Bayern have done the same. Um, but they're going to have to play extremely well. Um, they're probably going to have. I know they played very well last week, but they're going to have to play even better um, away at Bayern because as much as Bayern have started poorly by their standards, still a top side. And um, but we'll wait and see what happens in a couple of weeks. And yeah, the unfortunate thing from Celtic's point of view, and probably more so from Scotland's point of view, which I'm sure touch on later with injuries to Brown and Armstrong. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um we could probably move on to even talking about the premiership games. Um first up maybe talking about Celtic and Hibs whereby yeah Celtic definitely did notice the, the loss of Brown and I'd probably say more so Brown because he gives him that protection in front of the back four and he's also such an inspirational captain. But um it's more that protection in front of the back four and his control that he brings in midfield. Um it, Celtic were looking good first half. Um, good, very good goal by McGregor. Um, and then second half, had stepped in. Sandwich in between that was a great save by Gordon from was it Whitaker? Whitaker. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, cracking save. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, um, Lennon said it was Banks esque, and well, was it too far off? It was a terrific save. Just dampled and just threw his body in, and it was a great save. But then possibly should have done better for the the second goal. Yeah, the second one was a weird one because even I kind of first saw it. I thought it looked like it took a deflection, but it didn't. Oh. Yeah, it was it was weird. I mean, it was a good strike, but I just wonder if I keep a Gordon's ability. I mean, it was almost directly above him. But certainly for me, he's got his hand to it. Um, but then Celt- it looked as though Celtic possible were going to... Their long and beaten record was under threat, and then McGregor steps up an our camp finish. Yeah, um, and the subject of you talking about Brown and... Armstrong having to withdraw from the squad. McGregor's got his first call up. Um, something I was talking about until later on when we yeah. talk about the Scotland preview. It is actually his second. Um, I know you're not the first one that's not got that right. Cal McGregor was actually called up for the Scotland squads in 2014 um, when we played Germany away. Oh, was it? Um, yeah, he was called up because Gordon Strachan did a weird thing this first couple of squads bring in. Um, a couple of guys in the, who were on the cusp but Ryan Gold was called up the next squad and Lewis McLeod randomly remember him he was called in the squad after aye, that aye aye I remember him, he was called up at young players just to kind of get him in. I don't remember yeah. McGregor getting called up but I do remember he did that a few times yeah. Yeah, with players yeah but aye McGregor got, was the first to get in after um, he burst in the scene under Ronnie Dyla initially with a couple of European goals but he's far more merited now um, you know given and just Armstrong and also, Matt Ritchie um, dropped it as well. Yeah. It was only right that McGregor got called up. Definitely. Um, go back to the Celtic game, though, I think. I was quite surprised when I seen the Celtic lineup with what, Griffiths, Roberts, and Sinclair all starting on the bench. Yeah, and they went to back three again. He seems to be. He's doing a lot of experimenting and rotation, Rogers, just now, and I suppose he can get away with it to some extent, but I wouldn't have thought Hibbs was the game for it. Um, but then again, They've had a few big games recently where they've had the, the two European games, the Old Firm match and the Dundee Cup tie. Um, maybe some of it caught up with some of the players, but or maybe there was some complacency as well. Don't know, but they got away with a point. Yeah, I, I, I just can't understand them wrestling players against Tibbs. The other thing as well, um, we've got to mention James Forrest. Sports team kind of certainly touched on it. looked like the first one maybe wasn't a dive, but the second one definitely was. Something he needs to kind of cut out from his game. He's mature enough to be not doing daft things like that. Exactly. That yeah. was 
he was lucky not to stay in the park um, to be staying in the park after the second one having been booked for one but yes. he was maybe unfortunate with but then to go and try it again was a bit naughty and Definitely. another ref would have sent him off yeah. but Willicom didn't have the best of games but not for the first time and certainly not the last I would imagine I will we'll probably talk about refereeing well, we've definitely been in the other games, but Celtic at 1-0, they did have a chance with Edward, who probably should have scored. He maybe scores that different game, but didn't score. Hibs, great result, and it wasn't even as if it was a back to the wall, but it wasn't even as if like Hibs were lucky to get the draw. They were, they competed really well against Celtic. Um, I was trying created more chances than Celtic as usual for a Scottish team at uh, Celtic Park. I mean, Hibs, I mean, Hibs definitely have the players to, uh, in big games they can rise. I mean, they've already shown by going to Ibrox and winning I mean, they've got players that can turn up in big matches and their cup record recently has been good. What has let Hibs down this season has been when they lost 3-1 to Hamilton when they were 2-3 up and points away against Motherwell. An abject performance at Dundee. It's, that's, it, that's why it stops me saying that Hibs will be second or third place this season. I mean, they've definitely got the squad capable of being up there, but I think that they're far too erratic yeah. um, at the moment. But yeah, they we're certainly... Very good value for the point at the weekend. Um, I think Rodgers had noticed that as well. Yeah, uh, but even all after the, it went to all, should Celtic have had a penalty for Ambrose and Sinclair? Um, possibly. I mean, I know they, uh, they highlighted if Scott Sinclair goes down, it probably is a penalty, but, you know, he's definitely tough back. And another day, he would have got a penalty kit, but it just wasn't to be. Um, although, would it have been soft had it been given? Put would you if it had been Aberdeen, would you have been shouting for a penalty? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. Yeah, I think we're a wee bit unlucky not to get that penalty to be fair. But aye. Uh, we'll move on we'll move back, uh, actually to Friday night. See if we're talking about refereeing decisions, we shockers in that one. We may as well start with straight away. Carlos Pena. Is it Carlos Pena, isn't it? Carlos yeah. is his first name. Could have yeah. had three red cards in that game, easily. Mm-hmm. Uh First one is the elbow, aye, nothing for. Yeah, nobody saw. Then there's a ta- the tackle with his leg over. The mm-hmm. pop, probably the worst. But then later on, he's on a yellow, and then he handles it, blatant handball, mm-hmm. and could have been. And at that point, Rangers rolled anything to ten men, I think. I think that was just before Jack gets sent off, um, which was a deserved red card to stupid bookings. Um, but yeah, Penner was very lucky to stay on the pitch. Um, the only explanation I can give from not giving a second yell for the handball is that the referee maybe thinks it's hit him a little on the, on the side and that he's not moved the arm of the ball, but it's clear on TV that he actually has. Um, you know, That's the only gear I can give to the referee, but he should still be spotting it, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, there was a lot of bad decisions by players in the park as well I thought Rangers defeated although they won 4-1 Rangers weren't always convinced in the game I thought Cardoso yet again was shaky McCrory didn't look great alongside him um, you know, yeah. he gave away the penalty definitely um, but Hamilton just no they just totally switched off for six minutes and they, they found themselves three one down and a stupid you know when they've been given the incentive to get back in the game with a red card to then go a stupid back pass and then concede the penalty and he should have been carded at least a yellow. You know, they just sold the game at, at that point. Yeah. Uh, I suppose playing the things for Rangers will be after all the furor after 
Kenny Miller getting dropped because he seems to have been getting the blame for arguing with Coutinho about the Scottish players and all that type of thing. If he got dropped, he's now training with the youth squad. Do you think maybe that's going to unsettle him? Uh, and Declan John, two goals on his... Yeah, he looked, he looked pretty good going forward, um, Declan John. You know, looks so he can fill in nicely for Lee Wallace whilst he's injured. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was certainly the pick-up Rangers needed after um, the... Immediate after um, what happened earlier in the day with Kenny Miller being dropped in the aftermath of the Ophelm game, but you know they've still got a few things to sort out there without any shadow of a doubt. And you know um, there were holes in that performance from Rangers, although it was a good win. You know Hamilton should have had um, a second goal, but Bingham misses a penalty. Yeah. And then Scott, the boy, boys, it was good to say before for, for the header from Boyd, but should really be scoring for six yards out free. Yeah, definitely. But credit to Rangers for, you know, it's not, you know, as we know, it's not always easy to get a result at Hamilton and they've done so emphatically and take advantage of the madness of the six minutes of Hamilton, the first. Yeah, talking about madness, so again, Coutinho, madness, where he's talking about how Penn is getting treated differently uh, to Scottish players. Um, I, well, it's just, it just baffles me. Um, quite clearly, he's, he's not adapting well to Scottish football, Penn. No. They well, he's got maybe a, a couple of weeks working with the team in international break. I don't, I don't know if he's getting a doubt he's getting called up by Mexico still. Yeah. Well, on his current form, he doesn't deserve a call up. But, um, and they're going to miss Ryan Jack as well after him getting sent up. Yeah, be interesting to see how they rotate their squad. But they, wait, they managed to go up a couple of places in the league thanks to other results. And ironically, we helped them out by beating St. Johnson. Yeah, uh, best performance of the season by all accounts. Aberdeen, yeah. I think McKenna's touched on the fact that we started all games well, um, but not continued it on for 90 minutes. Lots of good individual performances maybe prior, but last couple of games they kind of spoke about collective the team. Uh, it was interesting because they obviously really scored the hat trick, so you maybe mentioned that, but we spoke team and how the kind of team did so well. Back mm-hmm. to back clean sheets, which is good. They had to make a couple of changes because Conseil Affairs broke, broke his wrist, supposedly, in the Burnwell game. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know anything about that. Because all talk all week was that he was equaling Russell Anderson's record being the sixth all-time Don's appearance list. And he ends up missing the, the, the last minute we find out he's not actually playing. Yeah. Was, that was a shame for Constant. But he'll also beat that soon. But in some ways it worked out because Shinny went back to left back. I know Shinny's been great in midfield. But um, it's good to have him back in his natural position as well. McLean and uh, O'Connor. Did all right in the middle of the park. Connor was very good in the Mullow game, and Bill Kensey did well again. Yeah. Um, and the same centre back pair, second game running, Arneson McKenna, maybe that will continue. Yeah, well, I kind of mentioned on Twitter the fact that, yeah, it was disappointing, obviously, to lose the cup game, but since then, we've had Arneson McKenna and we've had two clean sheets. Mm-hmm. So, out of something bad, it's good to come off it. And yeah, uh, McConnor, uh, not McConnor, O'Connor, uh, <laughs> protecting the defence again. He did it a wee bit last season. It looked alright at times, so be interesting to see how long that continues for. Yeah. Uh, with that as well, but yeah, um, my McLean probably had his best game. Um, and the formation, I wasn't quite sure what formation we were playing when I seen the lineup. Whether it'd be two up front or whether we'd still be playing like three one or whatever. He kind of said that when we were defending, Rooney was out in the left, but when we were attacking, May seemed to jump to drift out to the left, and then Rooney kind of went through the middle. So whatever it was, it worked out well, and. The wind was mainly coming from the fullbacks with Logan and Shinny. Yeah, so. it was. Yeah, May put in a, a real good ball for the opening goal as well, and yeah, he looked lively, even though he didn't score. And then he wins the penalty as well. Yeah. But no, May's all round 
the way's got the all round game like floating the channels and putting a couple of balls and putting himself about there's Rooney comes alive in the pot so whether we persist with that well, I don't say he's playing that all the time but it's good to have those options and you know knowing that Rooney is still a valuable asset with his goals yeah I mean it's good because he obviously even on the podcast maybe we've got a question whether he's going to still be a regular but he did show what he, he, he did what he did he did what he does best uh, you know, scoring goals that's what he gives to the, uh, maybe no quite him playing but again we get, it was all kind of back to basics in terms of just getting crossed into the box for a strength of ours so good to see good to see uh, Adam Rowley's fourth hat-trick of his career um, second this year he scored Motherwell in last season um, and then there was the one against Dagobah in Europe and also Livings way back so yeah. I think that's him now a goal every two games I think for Aberdeen uh, 61 league goals and What's that? Three and a half years has been the club. It's a pretty good return. Yeah. It is, yeah. Um, the other person that missed out was obviously Tanzi, who was had. I think he must have had his operation by now. Yeah, it worked out well. The two changes. I think we we spoke last week that it was a defensive formation. Did what it had to do. I think we spoke that because Tanzi was coming, there would be at least one change. But there was just the two this week, which isn't too bad, and yeah. um, didn't disrupt the team too much. And we still had that protection from the defence. It's amazing, a 3-0 victory, and we're talking more about how good the defence was. And But then again, given the season we've had, we've needed that, and you know, I think we should certainly persist with that for a few weeks at least and see how it gets on, because it started well enough. Yeah, well, it's that way it's maybe edging closer to knowing what the best 11 is. Mm-hmm. Um, see what happens. Yeah. Um, in terms of us being, that's us unbeaten in like uh, eight games, and the last time, I suppose that was 1988, that we were unbeaten. Yeah, that's right. Got that stat courtesy of the red final. So credit to them. And uh, on on this day in 1999, we scored our first league goal after, um, I think we got our first point after seven games. Um, and people moan just now about um, having 20 points out of 24. <laughs> um, so I think people well, should think. All right. It's one or two. I think the performances, to be fair, the performances up to now haven't been great. Um, but I think it's the same a decent team that we're pick, we've been picking up results without playing well. Absolutely. The last, last couple of result, games, it's been much better in terms of a solid defence. And we've used that base and forward in the, um, at the weekend. I guess a good side as well. I mean, St John's have done very well this season. Yeah, and they are, they are a team that generally gives us problems. Yeah, we've seen it go up. Again, interestingly, I've seen a few people mention the fact that uh, St Johnson have McLean, who kind of operates in a similar way to what Moult can for Motherwell. Um, but again, yeah, I mean, I think the only real chance St Johnson had in the first half, McLean tried to get in, but Arneson it was that came in and, and stopped him, which was good last last such defending. But I mean, Tommy Wright was certainly unhappy. He says it's the worst performance in his time with St Johnson. Off the top of my head, I can't think of many that were. That would have been worse from, but yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I think even though he did say that, he did, he did say that that's not bad for the amount of games that he's managed. Um, yeah, exactly. So bad, so maybe just a bit like us in the the cup game against Motherwell, that maybe just be a bad day off. But yeah, we've got a kind of tough couple of games after international break because we've got Hibs and Celtic. It's going to be difficult, but lovely to go um, ten unbeaten in the league. Yeah. So we've obviously but, the Rangers game's been put back, so we'll not play them till November. November. Yeah, it's, it's worked out in November because we have them in on the Wednesday and then we play them in the league at Petodre on the Sunday. So yeah, two games week. in space of four days. Um, so move on to one of the teams that Aberdeen have actually dropped points against, um, Kilmarnock. Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, depending on which way you look at it, 
um, saw them part ways with Lee McCulloch their game against Dundee and nobody can blame me because um, I didn't write about it uh, I'll get that there right now yes well, I Ross think County, it's sorry Rob Lider yeah and Owen Coyle's first game um, yeah I, I think I feel sorry for, for Lee McCulloch because I mean it's ironic, Jim Jeffries was manager for eight years until from 2002 to 2010. And then since he's resigned, since he left, they've had, this will be them after manager number eight. And that was, what, seven and a half years ago. It's, there's no no stability. Um, they will have interest in the job. There will be some interest, but it, it's a difficult job for whoever goes in there because they're not being very well run at all. And, the other big question I need to ask is all these Kilmarnock fans who said that they wouldn't go until Johnson was away, where are they? That was another pitiful attendance at the weekend. It has to be said, I, 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 I'm not the biggest fan of McCulloch. I wasn't the biggest fan of him as a player. I do think possibly he's been a bit harshly done by. It's not as if Kilmarnock are like a drift at the table. They've got Partick Thistle down there as well. Just very early days. I don't know. It seems to be, I can read it, it was Peter Houston, who obviously lost his job at uh, Falkirk recently. He was going to mention how it's getting to the point where it's a bit like England, where by managers are not given much time. I mean, that's, that's now, we're only eight games, league games into the season, and three managers have lost a job. I mean, Catherine yeah. never even started the season, did he? Yeah. Uh, so, in the league season. Then you had McIntyre, who again, I think, harshly done by, I think, McIntyre deserved a bit of time after what he has done with Ross County. Yeah. Um, McCulloch, yeah, he's gone. And then we were talking about sports scene last night, about uh, Alan Archibald, and they were saying how he's probably deserves time as well, but <laughs> pardon me. Yeah, well, the interesting thing is that Kilmarnock are away to Partick Thistle next game, and yeah. they're obviously looking um, for a reaction, like Ross County looked for the reaction ahead of this game, and it worked, you know, because obviously Owen Coyle came in and, you know, it's impressed new manager, and they won 2 0, very convincing win. They looked, they looked pretty good. Um, so, Kamarok are obviously hoping for the same, but it doesn't always work that way. Um, no. Yeah, I think I think Kamarok have got major problems. Um, you know, they've got they've got some decent players there. Certainly, um, in attack, they look as they've, de- they've got decent options. But I think one of my mates, as a Kelly fan, says they don't have many good central midfielders in there, and that's a big problem for them. Yeah, I think they they are suffering from is it Carrie Dicker? I think he was pretty good last year. Um, he's mm-hmm. injured just now. And from what, by all accounts, when I've kind of rooms and stuff like that, they've mentioned that he's a, a big loss for him. Um, in terms of people that have been linked with a job, the first name we kind of spoke about was Jim McIntyre, uh, <laughs> who lost his job with Southern Ross County. He's an Ayrshire lad. Maybe it probably makes sense. Former commander player as yeah, well. He's a favourite bookie as well. I think that could be one that does happen. Other names I've seen linked, Gary Holt, who played with Kilmarnock, obviously. I think he played with him when they won the cup, didn't he? Yeah, in 87, yeah. Big uh, Kilmarnock fan. And then another one who has been talked about for lots of jobs, Jack Ross, but I think he'll want to continue. Yeah, don't see Jack Ross going anywhere anytime soon. He's building something big at some money. Um, with any job, it's the ex-player link. Um, Plus some guys that we're familiar with that are at work, like Paul Hartley and Alan Stubbs, or two other names that have been thrown in there. It wouldn't surprise me if Kilmarnock try another left field appointment like they did with Lee Clark. Um, so you just never know what's going to come in. I mean, we didn't really think that one coil um, would go to Ross County. We thought that you know most people have thought that job was beneath him given what he, he's done in the game. But to be fair, one coil, um, you know, he's 
willing to go back into management and see his Ross County as an opportunity. I mentioned that in my blog last week that this uh, this could be um, a breaking news because after a, in some ways he's been unlucky with the clubs he's been at as I mentioned, but um, yeah, it could be what he needs to get back in the managerial ladder. Yeah, um, a possible outsider, but one that could have made it. Uh, Ali McCoyst, don't forget. Yeah, don't know whether he wants to get back into management, but. You never know. Yeah. I think I think McCoyce is happy being back as a pundit. He looks happier in that role. He didn't look happy at all when he was in the, the Rangers dog. Obviously, they had problems at the time, but I don't think manager, management suited him. But you never know. He might surprise us. He did say he does want to go back in it again, but I don't think he'll be rushing anytime soon. Um, so we'll move on. The other team. Part that, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the other team <laughs> that we've mentioned about managers. Yeah, part of this all. Uh, they were away to Motherwell not great for them they didn't seem to create very much it seemed to be all Motherwell could have been probably more than yeah it was a pretty um, appalling performance from Partick looking at highlights and sports and, and Archibald didn't seem too happy um, they showed signs of getting better the last couple of weeks they've been unlucky in terms of um, you know they were leading against Rangers Chris Eskin gets sent off they're leading against Hearts and the referee spots a goal somehow um, they were running against us yeah yeah, I actually thought the game against us as well, they would maybe turn things around after it, even though they lost. They played mm-hmm. pretty well, but yeah, it's just working out for them. Um, I think, you know, I still think they've got players that are capable of helping getting them out, but, no, I think Story's not yet scored, Salmon's not yet scored, so they need them to hit the net soon, and then maybe they can go on a little run. Um, but... Salmon, Salmon in the net. That could be a future, <laughs> that could be a future podcast title. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it didn't start well. You had, obviously... Journey uh, who took out both. I thought you could have seen a red card for that actually. Yeah, he was quite fortunate. Yeah, no question about that. But then they conceded the goal from the free kick. But yeah, Motherwell were good value again. Um, strong at home this season. Just as soon as they got in front, they were in complete control. And as you say, it could have been more than three. Sitting nicely. And what are they? Fifth in the table? Yeah. Yeah, they're fifth ahead of Hibs. So yeah, they're doing, going along nicely, Motherwell. And again, proving a lot of people, including myself, wrong with. Managerial choice. Yeah, but I don't think any of us had them uh, in top six. Long way to go, but they are looking good. Especially if it's some of our teams that are struggling. Dundee, though, uh, Dundee faced Hearts. Um, Hearts, who had been unbeaten under Levine so far, mm-hmm. but yeah, that ended uh, to take all three. I mean, for what I've seen the highlights again, it looks as in, in the second half, Hearts, it was all one with traffic, and Hearts should have been able to turn the game around um, but they lose two goals to set pieces in both occasions Kerr Waddle gets three headers and that'll annoy Craig Levine given he builds his hearts team in good solid defences that are hard to break down certainly difficult set pieces but um, to lose two goals to three headers really was criminal for them but a very good win for um, for Dundee um, you know, second win in three league games so. yeah puts them only a point behind hearts as well mm-hmm. So and uh, the boy Waddle he's only 19 but first goals for the club uh, maybe only real positive for Hearts uh, young 16 year old Harry Cochran making his debut yeah I didn't even notice that to be honest um, but they got a gift with a goal because um, I don't know what Moose is playing at trying to play a pass back um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if this is the right thing to say but Kyle Lafferty's gamble paid off by being in the right place at the right time take it in the keeper in all serious sorry yeah, you go- Talking to Gambit, I thought maybe Musa had Lafferty to score. That's why, you know, <laughs> played that ball back. Yeah. 
Um, but I hope, um, but I hope Kyle Laffey overcomes his problem. It's good of him to come out with his addiction. Well, I don't think I've seen anything about that. Have you not? No. Absolutely. No. When did that come out? That was uh, last. It's the middle of last week, I'm sure. Was it? Um, yeah. Uh, he's got a gambling problem. He's lost a lot of money. Um, right. He came out admitted he's got a problem, and Hearts are backing him. Right. Okay. What? What, what odds are Hearts giving him? With backing him? <laughs> that was pure. That was pure. Um, <laughs> we'll cut that. We'll cut that magic button. Cut that one out. <laughs> um, the one maybe kind of main talking point of the game, Gonzalez hit the bar. But kind of prior to that, maybe get a wee pull. Then they kind of spoke, goes down. Would it have been a penalty? Maybe too honest. Possibly. Um, but then had they gone down, um, would they have actually got it? Would they have been a bit theatrical? You know, I like players, you know, trying to stay up on their feet and you know keep playing because you'd rather score than just fall and, and gamble on a penalty. And he was very unlucky. Good save because Scott Bain, didn't you? Yes. Um, Scott Bain proven against a decent shot stopper. Yeah, he's having a decent season. Yeah. Uh, definitely. He has the odd game where he lets himself down, that's why he doesn't get near Scotland squads, but he's certainly a very reliable goalkeeper for a team like Dundee and he's having a real good campaign. That we managed to, that's managed to cover all the games. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no league action this upcoming weekend, as I mentioned, but Scotland game on Thursday and then on Sunday by the podcast next week, whether we're going to be in the playoffs or not. Big blow, as we've mentioned earlier, Brown and Armstrong as well, because I suppose Richie might have been the one who came in for Armstrong. Um, I don't I don't know if he would have necessarily come in, but I think Richie um, would have certainly been one to come off the bench if you know we're struggling and can throw in a set piece. I didn't see the team changing at all until Brown and Armstrong get injured. Um, but that's a massive, massive blow, um, given the impact that the two of them have had. You know, Brown came back in for the England game last year, and then... Armstrong made his debut against Slovenia, and those changes were central to, you know, the upturn in the form um, of Scotland since um, the turn of the year. As I've mentioned, um, believe it or not, I'll just get this plug in because Craig's posted my blog um, minutes before we started recording tonight, so read all about it in the forums. A preview for the the two games. So do you expect then? Obviously, apart from Brown and Armstrong being out, it'll be the same team you would think that played the last two games. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Gordon will obviously stay in goal. Tierney will revert to right back again and Robertson left back. Um, Greer and Mulgrew have done okay at centre back. They're probably the best option we've got at the moment. Better on Mulgrew. Yeah, because um, Liam Cooper's been brought in. He's not um, started. He's not had a cap yet, so I wouldn't imagine making his debut in this game. And, well, Grant Hanley. Yeah. Uh, no. no yeah, definitely not. <laughs> uh, you expect, expect MacArthur will start. Yeah, uh, he'll start. Playing for a team bit short of confidence. Is Strachan tempted to go with McGinn after his performance against Celtic? Or will it be Darren Fletcher? I can't see being past Darren Fletcher because of the game this matches. Personally, I'm not sure if I would play Fletcher because I don't think Fletcher's played a good Scotland game for a good while. Um, and certainly the early games of the campaign where he did start, he didn't play particularly well. Um, but I just think given... I mean, he has been playing for Stoke week in, week out. Um, but I think... So I think he will probably get a nod. I would have said Morrison, um, maybe for that position. But Morrison's he, not been playing for West Brom. He might play further forward. He might actually tend to... You know, I don't know. Again, he would tend to McGregor. But I think Strachan will be probably quite conservative and yeah. go with older heads. 
Um, I think Snodgrass will get the nods personally because he's been playing for Villa since the last games. Well, it's all right. Um, if we get the Snodgrass that scored a hat trick against Malta early in the campaign, then that'll be fine. But he's not playing a lot. But no. We'll see what happens. Griffiths will just make yeah. Forrest and Phillips will play again. Uh, yeah. So it is all to play for. We need to win on Thursday. Um, at least uh, if, yeah. we don't win it, if we don't win it. Yeah, because Slovakia are home to Malta. So, you know, let's face it. Um, unless a miracle happens, um, there's no way Slovakia losing drop many points in that game. Um, yeah, so that will do it. I'd love to sit here and say definitely, but I just, I mean, I'm going, I'm going along because um, you know there's still that bit of hope in me that we can, we can do it. But I just, if we don't win, if we win and if we don't. Uh, miss out on Thursday, we'll miss out on Sunday. That's the way I'm looking at it. I just think it'll be one or two scenarios. We'll either beat Slovakia and then drop points in Slovenia, or we'll be like one one up with five minutes to go against Slovakia and then throw it away. Yeah. It'll Is be it? a typical Scotland scenario, but hopefully we will get six out of six and we get scrape into the playoffs. Yeah, I think we were doubting things even with Brown and Armstrong being fit. So the fact that they are, mm-hmm. kind of, I, 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 I don't know. I suppose the possibility is that by Sunday Slovenia could they be out of it mm-hmm. I, think, I don't know I think, still... I think Slovenia's things work out need to beat England um, yeah. and hope that we beat Slovakia because we're level on points with Slovenia just now but um, Slovakia Slovenia um, need to get themselves in front of um, Slovenia sorry in front of Slovakia <laughs> too, many, too many slows here <laughs> slow in the uptake um, but I think uh, yeah, Slo- Slovenia need to win at Wembley against an England side who haven't lost a competitive qualifier um, since 2009. And even that game was against Ukraine after they qualified for that World Cup. So when you think about it another way, the last time England lost a competitive game that meant something in qualifying was against Croatia in 2007. Going to face a Harry Kane that scored 13 goals in the month of September. Yeah. <laughs> he can't score in August, but he scores in September, no bother. Yeah, he makes up for it, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, I, I like you, I hope. We can do it, obviously, but I don't, I don't know. I suppose that way, though, if we could win it, it would not happen and it's even better. Not hard like this. Yeah, well, when you've not qualified for 20 years and you've had, you've seen all the hard luck stories or glorious failure stories that we've had, um, you're, you get in a position where you expect failure <laughs> um, or failure, what you expect to be let down. I mean, just look at 10 years ago when we'd beaten France and then we beat France twice, but because we lost, but then we go and mess it up in Georgia and we miss out. Yeah. No, that's just the sort of thing that Scotland that, do. They build your hopes up and then find a new way of letting you down. No, ma- like no matter how much you do, how, no matter how many times you go through it, you still. <laughs> no more. Sorry, John. That was a great campaign, though. Much as we didn't qualify, yeah. that's I think that's probably my favourite campaign that games for. Uh, mm-hmm. It just had everything. Oh yeah, but without a doubt. Um, Aye, that that was my favourite campaign for a long time, for, um, since '98 without shadow doubt. Given the teams that were in there, and I think as well because the game, the home games always held on the Saturday in that campaign, yeah. and yeah, you know that was great. Um, but aye, unfortunately, we now get the week of football, which has just killed it a wee bit. Aye, so I will see you as I say. Hopefully next Monday, we're delighted at Scotland. What we will say just now, though, um, with regards to Strachan, you know, he's had a lot of doubters and. I'm I'm one of them. I've I've criticised him. I mean, nearly a year ago, I was saying that he should maybe consider leaving, but I think he's learned a lot from um, the start of the campaign, and he started playing players on forum. 
um, and I've been getting games and not just giving game time to guys that weren't getting games like Handler was an example Snodgrass was an example Anya was a big example yeah. those guys have all been dropped and he's played guys that are in form and you know so I'll give him the credit which due for turning it around whether it's going to be too late or not we'll soon find out but yeah that might be the issue yeah it's too late yeah. uh, that probably covers everything I think for the week don't think there's anything else unless you've got anything you want to talk about um, I don't know I mean I actually took a, a trip down uh, an annual trip to Deepdale um, to see my dad's team pressing which is a, a good wee day out um, that game ended a 2-2 draw I thought um, I've, I've been to see Preston North End five times and I've not seen them win I thought it was going to it was going to happen the weekend when they went 2-1 up but then they lost the goal to the pantomime villain Aidan McGeady who after being jeered by Preston fans who adored him last season decided to try a mini Adabayor run up to the other end and um, celebrate in front of the Preston fans but he didn't go the full hog uh, but he did drop it in <laughs> aye any other, Sco- any other kind of Scottish interest or obviously McGeady plays for Ireland but you know well Ale- yeah but Alex Neil Preston manager and they've been doing alright but one thing I will say you know we crit- you know, sports scene gets a lot of criticism but um, sports scene looks really good when you compare it to football on 5 on Channel 5 presented by Colin Murray and Chris Willemore it is if you've never watched it don't it's dreadful. Aye, I think I've caught a bit of it. I didn't know that Alex Neil. Yeah, yeah, he moved there in the summer. Because um, Grayson went to went to Sunderland after McInnes turned it down. What I will say, I don't think Preston played very well at the weekend. Oh, um, no, I do know Alex Neil went to Preston because that was like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. He come up first because he... It's Sunderland are not a good team at all. It just justifies why McInnes turned them down. Um, I think they took advantage of that Preston were pretty poor in the day. But... Um, Aye, that was that was good. But prefer my Scottish football. We'd rather have been at Pathology. But aye, thanks for sharing that with us. And we'll speak to you next week. Yep, and uh, so what we'll we do the old catchphrase. Good night from me. No, because I'll just mess it up. Aye, <laughs> 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 oh, <I tried. laughs> Right, see you later. Right, see you. Thank you, John. Yes, bye.